0: it's the 23rd of september 2020 it's 5 p.m i'm your host jack moran welcome to another episode from the architecture social i'm joined here as always by my lovely guest Stephen drew how you doing mate I'm i I'm a, I'm a guest. I feel privileged. I feel privileged. <laughs> it's mine today because I'm going to be. Uh, we've got an interesting episode, haven't we? Unfortunately, yeah. uh, not all the gang is here. Will Ridgway has some uh, prior engagements,
1: so he unbelievable. A He's busy doing work. It's completely unacceptable behaviour. How very dangerous. How very dare he.
0: Anyway, I think we need to keep the show rolling. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, different careers within architecture, yeah. aren't we? So yeah. quite a niche topic you've gone with uh, this week, Stephen. So why don't you um, tell us a bit about your thought process?
1: Okay, so it's a first of all, it's a crazy week and we're all feeling a little bit loopy-loo. You know, we had we had Boris come on last night. Go oh, you know, da, 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 and uh, everything's changing. I can't really do a good Boris impression, can you though, Jack? Can you do a little? It's all a bit <laughs> slow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're all a little bit confused right now, and and the and it's a tough time. It's a really tough time. It's a little bit like when I was looking for a job during 2009, and it's quite a natural feeling to bump your head against the wall, think is this for me i'm having any luck or maybe you want to do something else and also sometimes when you're studying architecture you might feel like it's not for you because you've been a little bit traumatized maybe you had a bad experience at uni maybe the tutor is like excuse me stephen drew do and you're like i'm not going to work in that kind of very very natural feelings to feel and what well, I would say is a few things. Okay. So I actually moved careers away from mainstream architecture into architecture recruitment. So I, I'm, I've always been passionate about architecture in a broad subject. And that's what I want everyone to think about today. There's obviously a reason why you did architecture. There's a reason why you're a designer. There's something about you, which made you do them all nighters. then, Maybe there's something about you that doesn't like certain aspects of them all night. It's completely normal. So there are other avenues. There are other things that you can do in architecture. Just because you study architecture doesn't mean that you have to do the mainstream routes. Equally, and this was my little surprise thing that I didn't put on the title and I didn't want to challenge, is because when someone's thinking about leaving architecture, I want you to really think about are you leaving architecture or why you're doing it because it's like with me and you jack you are in a fantastically privileged position because you have me as an amazing boss and you wouldn't want to leave for whatever reason right of course of course of course but hypothetically hypothetically I'm a bit of a, a pain or whatever, or sometimes my attention span isn't that long, or sometimes I, I get all loud and hot and bothered and stuff. Start, You know, scenarios which would never happen. Uh, that might tarnish your experience of recruitment, and that can happen in architecture. It's the same thing. And also, you might find that in architecture, sometimes when you do get into industry, you think, oh, this building that i'm working on i'm working on this like rundown car park and then you're like i did not study three years to do a a car park right and and i would i would be like yeah you didn't but then also you got to think you got to start somewhere and the car park is literally the car park we drive in and hey one day you could be designing them beautiful offices so what i want everyone to think about before we go into this and we're going to talk about different avenues you can go within architecture and then alongside architecture and then outside architecture. But before you do it, we're going to go into ASMR zone. We're going to have a little thing. We're going to have a little, little topic. So we're in, it's like the therapy room. Okay. So think about why you did architecture. Think about all the years you put into it. Think about, And get rid of all the distractions, you know, things that the resistance of finding a job because it it can be tough. But if you do get that job and you get in there, maybe you you are passionate about it. Okay, so first thing, if you haven't managed to get in architecture yet because the climate is tough right now, then you can do it you need to persevere because what you don't want to do is brush off architecture before you've had a chance to work in architecture and what you should do in the meantime is keep looking for jobs keep looking for other jobs which are can be customer service or anything design related anything related to architecture i interviewed today jack a guy called with chris chris is one of the direct Chris Hartis, director of Squires and Partners. He literally started out in his first job, he couldn't get a job in an architecture practice. And he was on a construction site, and the podcast will go up later in the week. And it was really fun talking to him about it. He literally held the measuring tape on a site and he joined, he got there and they went and he went, Yeah, yeah, I can read out measurements. And they went, no, we well, don't trust you with that. You just came off the street. Who do you think we are? We want you to hold the measuring tape at the zero and I'll read out the measuring. And from there, he did that. He worked on the construction site for a year, realized he still loved architecture. And then he worked and then he, then he went back to study architecture. Okay. When I was studying architecture, I worked in Waitrose. I was, uh, I used to cut the chickens. It was a good experience. made me realize I don't want to work in retail, okay? So that's the flip side of this. So there's a lot of avenues you can go. So the first thing is, if you're struggling to get in architecture, okay, that's normal right now. Sometimes, you, you know, you can have one of your friends who's talented and they've got the job and you think, oh, I'm going to. I might not. Maybe, maybe maybe I can't do it. You can do it, persevere, but you, there's nothing wrong with getting a job which is related to architecture in the short term while you work in architecture. So that's number
0: one. Numbers, Stephen, if I could just jump in on you there as well, that – Point that you're going off on. It's like, so you made the switch, didn't you, from you know working in industry to going into architectural recruitment? And mm. I always sort of say about Stephen Drew that you can take Stephen out of an architecture practice, but you cannot take the architecture out of Stephen Drew because oh. I will tell you from personal experience that Stephen is a very design orientated person, <laughs> <very visually. laughs> And you know what I'm talking about, Stephen. Like I, I, I like, like things to look good. I like you know, things to yeah. look good. It's and all I'm aesthetics, so, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I go, Jack, it's not good enough, you know, just being <laughs> in I think being... even you know, you're talking about Chris Hartis
0: as well. I think, and it might be a concern for a lot of you know graduate architects who say they've gone through the process of looking through our previous episodes and they've got their CV out, their specs out, they've visited practices, yeah. gone for interviews, but they're still not having the luck. Um, and like you said, they might just get, you know, fully put off. But even if they go work into another job like a Waitrose, at McDonald's anywhere, if yeah. they put in the whole work of, you know, working uh, towards an architecture degree before, they have to have something about them, don't they? They need to be a sort of design-oriented person, so they shouldn't worry because naturally... If they are so interested in architecture, they are going to be drawn back to it at some point, aren't they? Because that's their well, role. you
1: you kind of you can go in and out of it, and uh, and yeah, working on a construction site, working with people, I quite like the aspect in Waitrose. I remember I got fond memories of people screaming at me about biscuits not being on the shelves and trying <laughs> to find them. And it, it was really customer. It was really really interesting experience dealing with people. So Brian put a little quote on here. Hey, Brian, there you go. You're on the big screen. Problem solving skills apply in many walks of life. And that's true. So you got to remember that architecture is a really tough course. And if you, for instance, uh, you have a two-one in architecture, then I would argue you've got some really good like, skills and they can be applied to different things. What I'm getting at, though, is before you go off divergent stuff, which is completely normal, I did work in industry for three years. Okay, so if you can try to persevere with getting the job in industry, because I think it's important in life to work in places and then develop a perspective. And and what I mean by that is that I have an opinion based on architecture, based upon the fact that I worked there. I was in a large architectural practice. I worked on different schemes, and therefore, when someone speaks to me down the pub about what it's like to speak in architecture, uh, then. I often an opinion. And you know, I can talk to you about what it's like to work in retail and we have a giggle about it now because I cut them chickens and I got in trouble because sometimes I had too many chickens at the end of the day I had to put them in the bin and oh no, I was ruining the environment and all this kind of stuff we giggle about now, but that's perspective. So I would really encourage everyone that studied architecture to try. And still apply for that job and if you're in an architecture practice it's not quite the right fit right now do persevere a little bit and then if you feel in your gut you want to do something else then do it explore the other options okay just what? something uh, big there Steve, on that, on that point as well it's all about you know having bad
0: experiences um within a particular practice what people shouldn't do is try and allow that that one bad experience, you know, shapes the whole view on architecture as a whole. It'd be like if you and me had an argument in our job one day and I let that say, right, recruitment is not for me because one incident happened. And I think that a lot of people can fall into that, you know, because if yeah. someone yeah. shouts to you or you have, you know, have a bad day or you're, you're not treated well, it's not very nice, but no. don't let it define the general,
1: you know, not all of architecture is going to be like that. Exactly. And uh, and that's, uh, unfortunately, because the, when you think about work, it's, we're all human beings and, Unfortunately, there is never a perfect job. There's always strengths and weaknesses with each job, and there's aspects you've got to go about it. Okay, if you're running away from architecture because you think it's hard work, let me tell you, uh, or any other career. If you want to go far in a career, and you want to, work, you have to work hard. You have to, you have, you to, have to go the yeah. extra mile. Because yeah, put it this way: when I was like, I want to move and um, do something a bit different than architecture. I did that because I felt I really enjoyed it. But I was never the guy passionate about doing a technical drawing, okay? That wasn't me. And I didn't have the the certain frills other architects have, okay? So... W- Ironically, there's a few buildings I worked on, Jack. Like Me and you, we're going to go down to uh, Wandsworth. I'm going to show you a beautiful tour. We'll take you on a McDonald and Company out and I'll show you one of the buildings they've done. And I'm proud of that because when I worked in industry, I'm proud that I worked on a building. And so I have no regrets for that. But it was difficult and there was sometimes a few late nights because the project was under pressure. Okay, but I realized that I I was not the guy who's going to do another project on it. That was my swan song. And I was like, look, I like speaking to people. I like pitching. I like presenting. I like dealing with complicated problems in a different way. I'm not going to be the guy technical drawing. So I went into recruitment. But let me tell you, recruitment is not easy. You know that more than anyone else. And so we're not going to go into too much about recruitment, but what I'm on about is it wasn't like, oh yeah, architecture, that's a side. Now let's do a really easy job because you know what it's like. You join recruitment and people go, do you have the ability to pick up the phone and have a conversation? And what I'm saying is that's a skill set that not everyone has. So, and I could do it. Not every, Not everyone can. So, what, where i'm going with this right so if you find yourself in architecture like i was i had this feeling like i didn't really want to do my part three, and i remember at the time i almost felt a little bit like there was something wrong with me it's like i've done my part one well, my part two i've done five years i've got two ones which is really respectable grades in both It wasn't like I was struggling or anything on paper, but I just felt like I needed something to change, and that's where I saw our recruitment. So, if you kind of are in that position and you want to explore something, it's not necessarily the end of the world. There's a few things you can explore. So, I talked a little bit at the start about if you haven't managed to get a job in architecture, but because of the environment right now, you're struggling to get in there. I do think it's worth persevering but f- feel free to get another job in parallel don't uh, don't freeze and stay in um indoors and and you know burn, blame yourself burn, for everything yeah, yeah that, burn that's the role burn, isn't it yeah don't go 3am down the youtube like uh <laughs> oh, we've all done it but Come back into the light, you know, and and find a job and get out there and try and do something creative. Let's say you're in an architectural practice, though. Think about working on different projects, different teams. Think about, okay, I might not enjoy this project right now if it's not particularly enjoyable, but this is going to be a good experience. Always try to remember what you're trying to get out of a practice. And think about if you're passionate about BIM, for instance, I don't quite see you as the Revit guy, Jack. I think you're a bit more like me. But let's say now you're a BIM wizard. Okay, there's transferable careers there. So you're enthusiastic about Revit. You might find that you really enjoy writing about Revit, researching about Revit, training people. Okay, there's a role for that called BIM coordinators and BIM managers in an architectural practice, and you can grow into that role. So there's loads of alternative careers within architectural practices. Okay. Well, where you basically where the the enriching comes from that, why you get to be a good BIM coordinator is if you worked on architectural projects. And and why in recruitment uh, that I feel I, I am able to help people better and understand their problems is because I worked in industry. That's not a golden rule for everyone. You get very good recruiters who um, are not from an architectural background. It's an advantage I have, though, because I do work in the industry. So there is lots and lots of different ways about it. So we've got quite a few comments here. I love Brian. Brian, you've been an absolute trooper. And so let's, can you click these things, Jack, or have I got to click them? Can you try and click yeah, them I and think, bring them up? I think that's going to be you. Okay, yeah, so so, we had, so we're gonna go through a few different things here. So as you can see, Brian's mentioned a few suggestions of different roles. Architectural journalists, very true. You've got the AJ, the BD for jobs. I absolutely am the wrong person to ask about writing anything which is longer than a job description. Uh, don't laugh at that, Jack. Uh, I'm watching you, okay? Uh, but some people love it, and there's a few people in the architectural social who are passionate about writing. And I would encourage you, like Sana, she um, is the person behind Scale. And Scale is very much Sana's creation. She's someone that likes to go out there and you know, she was featured in Reba. The magazine's really good. And you can go out there, you can, you can, you can push into these careers and they come from a place of passion. So if you're interested in journalism, write something in architecture. Write it on the architecture social. Write it on the LinkedIn. Get in touch with these companies. There's companies which do marketing for architecture. So when a project comes out, they write up the they do all the written text for for the projects sounds small but it's, a, it's actually a huge job oh we just got imagine saying that you could be a cake designer oh i quite like that so exactly being creative i know was, um a hairdresser who's all architectural and has an architecture degree let me tell you it's an expensive haircut and too right right when you got that architectural degree in the if i'm gonna cut your haircut well don't get me to cut your haircut because i'd make a big mess of it But if you were to get if I was to be a hairdresser, I would definitely build upon all my architectural skills because of the amount of really cool. And, and the amount of really interesting and hard work that you've done okay so we got ideas coming thick and fast Brian Loving it. interior designer that's an interesting one because we touched up on it a little bit before didn't we Jack we're talking yeah. about technologists because you can actually study as an interior designer and that can be your degree but it goes it goes either way I've seen good interior designers who are very good at architectural components and you get architects who do a lot of interior design you could be an interior architect for instance so there's definitely Definitely ways to go between that we've got more 3D Cutter and Laser Wizards yeah there you go and we're not on about Harry Potter what we're on about is uh, CAD have you ever seen them like you you understand it well, um, Will Will you call Will now yeah,
0: separation issues
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah where is well well spanish and so laser cutting so i used to know Hobbs, repographic 3d so all the 3d modeling 3d printing uh, so architectural buildings get printed in them you can learn how to do a lot of cad a little workshop all that stuff right i was the worst person for that i used to have these big fat fingers making models model making's another career from architecture OK, and you can if you're interested in model making, if you're not like me and you destroy everything with big hands. Right. If you're not like that, then you do enjoy spending a little time intricately building stuff. Then architectural model making is absolutely another career. Again, it goes back to that theory. OK, a good in, if you're an architect who specializes, specializes in interior design, if you understand architecture, then you're going to make more informed interior design. It's going to feed into what you do. If you're an architect or a model maker, okay, the, your background in architecture is going to inform. Or how, how, how you're going to understand the point of view of an architect when they're panicking about getting it out the door. You're going to be like, okay, I understand that. And you're going, to, you're going to basically, everything you do, it bleeds into it. So all the experience you've got bleeds into it. The fact that you study architecture when you write journalism, you're going to be passionate about it and you're going to make more of an informed decision. Unless you're like me and you can't write anything at all. And therefore, that's probably not an article anyone wants to read. Okay. So, we got more. we got more things coming thick and fast. I can't keep up with this. I'm loving it. We People got, are being very active today. I'm, I'm loving, loving it. it. Look, we got everything. Okay, so we're going to go to the top. Okay. Right. We're going to go to the top. So... Harak was looking at the red the motivation letter 10 years before that is quite cool. If you feel like you lost the way or you've had a bad day in the office, if you read your motivation letter from 10 years earlier, you kind of find the spark. Yeah. That's a really good point. You got to remember you're on this journey for something. I always yeah. wanted to create something. I always wanted to do that. And yeah. Okay. I don't work in mainstream architecture or practice. I help people in their careers. More importantly, the social, right? I love being involved in that. And more importantly, I love seeing what the guys and uh, everyone in the community builds and it's it's really nice. So I get all my architectural juices out of that by doing that kind of thing. So there's loads and loads of ways about it. Okay, look at this one from Brian. When the recession hits, people start running (laughs) wine bars. Up until 10 o'clock, Brian, because after that, the coronavirus comes out. But yes, I've known people that do businesses. There was one architect who did a gin bar and it was that one, Jack, have you heard about it, where you go into the room and you breathe in the gin in the air and you get drunk because in <laughs> really? the oxygen, yeah, there's there's a bar. Um, oh, this would be the kind of thing to look up online. Oh, can I do that? Let me get rid of all my tabs. and So the CV- they actually
0: sell gin in there as well, or do you just go in there to sniff it?
1: <laughs> no, it's in the air. So you, this like the, the alcohol is in the air. See, very architectural. So you go in, we have a chat, and the amount I'm talking, I'll be on the floor comatose and you will still be there. Okay? <laughs> so there's a lot of things. So we've got, Brian's got a few more suggestions. Architectural historians. That GMW. sounds very interesting. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. GMW, they had a librarian who was an architect, okay? I know people in fosters and partners who do material libraries, okay? I know people in fosters and partners who are solicitors or lawyers or who have a specialism in law, but it's built upon their career in architecture. So they basically make sure that uh, fosters and partners are legally protected and not sued. So Bria Misesa excellent example brian i know you've got a fantastic little career where you've gone into for instance sustainability sustainability is a massively important thing and uh, when i was in architectural practice i had a little bit of exposure to briam and what that is is like an assessment platform for how efficient the building is in terms of this sustainableness jack so that so, uh, so it's everything about a building it's like where the materials coming from are they being flown in is it locally some resource material are you using renewable energy or renewable water and that's so uh, the ethical side it. yeah and from that you get a grade from it so you have people which help consult on the building how to achieve that yeah okay so architectural podcast not quite a career yet yeah? you i still need my job to do it so um <laughs> Yeah, almost there, but not quite. Environmental consultant, really good point. There's a few companies that I know that look for people from an architectural background to consult upon daylight, day and light analysis. So, what that means, Jack, is that when a building, they assess the windows if there's enough light. So, like this year, if this was too small or there's a neighboring building, you're gonna be dark like in your little matrix world that you're in now, Jack. And <laughs> no, but you've closed the blinds. But basically, if imagine if you had no choice and the window was rubbish, then that's It'd be not very, allowed. Very depressing, yeah. Yeah, very depressing. So you have people who consult on that, okay? They do it in central London as well, don't they? Like
0: all the buildings they have to they have to meet certain regulations, so they're not blocking a certain amount of sunlight too. Yeah, exactly. And that's, a, and that's a
1: career where you, if you have an architectural background, they're going to be open to it because you understand buildings. Brian mentions website editing. Okay, yep, absolutely. I know one of my friends who's got his part one, and then he is a front-end designer for, he writes scripts. So he is actually um, the matrix. He So he, he does all the codes and all the stuff I don't understand. But even me, the architectural social uh, website, I build and OK, I don't code it from scratch. I get sometimes I get a bit of templates and I adjust them and I learn a little bit of code. But that kind of ability comes from me doing architecture. And as, architect, as you know, Jack, I can be a little bit keen about presentation in McDonald's company. So I did our own architecture brochure and I was very adamant about how it should be because I've like, I've got a degree in the poem. And I should know how it goes. Right, oh, I had so, a marketing love, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, Sana's in here. Sana at Scale. So you got a really good website. Okay, Sana, I absolutely love your platform. And so uh, actually a little shout out to Sana at Scale here. I want everyone to check out to scale because if you're interested in journalism, Sana wrote a community book. Um I, It's basically a book. I wouldn't call it a magazine. And it's really nice and I've got a copy here. It's in the other room. Um, I have to get it here sometime. We have to showcase it. But basically, that platform's collaborators. So if you're interested in journalism, you can get involved and you can do some writing. That can be the kind of thing that will spur on conversations for the future wow i can't keep up with these all these comments jack why don't we go
0: to um i'm seeing a question here by the architectural experiment you know the roles we were talking about yeah so how long oh, them sound quite, they sound almost senior don't they quite expert in each role so what about that what you know what, what can the graduates look at is there anything for like a graduate mm. who might be in a similar position where they could look at potential roles you know
1: yeah into? good question so you can see oh, there's a theme with a lot of these roles that and the, the architectural experiment has pointed out. I do think a lot of these require a little bit of industry experience. Okay. There's a few that don't. So there's a few architectural practices as uh, there's a few developers, construction companies which will offer schemes to uh graduates graduate specific schemes remember we were speaking to uh, a chap about a month or two that had was going to go into a graduate scheme and it was a big construction company jack and they were all going to offer him uh a year's worth of work really good and it was it was in construction a lot of it would be to do with infrastructure Okay, so you do have these graduate schemes. You do have graduate schemes in property as well. So we work with developers. Developers will have graduate schemes and they're open to anyone with a degree. You will find that you could even become a stockbroker if you wanted to based upon your degree. And you will probably find that there is an entry to do it. But like everything else, there's going to be an interview and people are going to challenge the heck out of you. I was, see, I was good there. I didn't swear because they were going to do a live recording after Jack. <laughs> people are going to challenge you. And and what you got to remember is that when I went for a job as a recruitment consultant, the first thing everyone would say is, why are you giving up architecture? Are you sure you want to give up architecture? And when I interview people to work on recruitment, the first thing I go is, do you really want to work in recruitment? Yes. You have heard all the stories. You can have a nice life. Money is; they can be definitely higher than architecture. I will be upfront about that. It is also incredibly hard. And, and and I remember I always ask, I'm like, are you prepared to go to a dinner party and people will criticize you about being a recruit consultant? And if you're not, go down the road. And and what, what I'm going to say to you guys is that when you uh, study architecture, and you, you, you're you looking to go into a divergent topic, you are going to be tested on it. So you need to really think about these things. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I went into a head-on and I said, look, I've done architecture. I really am passionate about the sector. The thing is, I am not the guy who's going to get uh, excited about technical detailing i am proud of the buildings i've done i am keen to pursue this i'm keen to go down recruitment i am passionate about speaking to people and i believe i'll be good at it and more than that i am ready to do it i made a decision i have handed my notice in an architecture practice i've left in good terms i'm ready to go so i'm going to want to do it at your company or i'll do it somewhere else but i'd much rather do it with you okay so it's like that energy and persistence so and if you have that you can look at other careers but that's what i'm trying to get to you guys now is that i spent so long deliberating it and i really freshed it out in my head so that when i went to that interview when they asked why do you want to move you're not going ah because people are going to ask but let me tell you, the, actually, the Mighty Networks, the platform, the platform the architecture social is built on, the lead developer, he, I was watching one of his webinars about the, um, about the platform, he was from architecture. So there's absolutely loads of things you can do. Okay, Jack, let's try and dissect a little bit more of the comments because I'm they're running away from me. I so, picked up one that I
0: think is very interesting. It's one from uh, Francesco. Okay, he's you... talking about the computational designer works. That's it. Yeah, <clears throat> I really like this idea, Stephen. We, you remember before the, the whole COVID world kicked off, I remember <laughs> me and you had a very specific <laughs> conversation about how the sort of future in architecture did lie in the sort of you know the visual computerised design that you do see so whenever architecture practices are you know facing clients and they're you know projecting all the what their builders to look like they'll use um you know the new oh, UI right. or they'll use yes the
1: new, game engines yeah. you're on about right yeah you're bang exactly. on. because look an architect is going to be designing in a building and you have the, the the way his tools are moving at a fast pace so we can now look at bim in real time and, and there's lots of other stuff and and you can actually there's loads of careers in that And so 3D game engines, okay, that's one form of um, of architectural visualization or representation in life form okay that sounded like a lot of jargon but what I'm saying is 3D game engines we play a game and what we see live if you are playing Call of Duty live you're getting people move live 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 and that technology is now applying to design and architecture so that enables an architect to make design decisions quicker so Francesco when you're about computationally works on code and AI there's loads of companies that do that uh, one or two shout outs would be Matter Lab there's a guy called David Flynn who used to be bid manager at Grimshaw he now set up a company when he does a lot of scripts. I have a good friend called Tom Mahone. I'm going to try and get him on here at some point. Tom, I'm coming for you. I'm going to hunt you down and you're going to be a guest. And Tom uh, owns a company called Bymorph. Now, Tom used to work at Fosters and Partners. And I can't go into specifics of the project because this is live, but he was very, very influential. And he wrote as a part one, In Fosters and Partners, he wrote a script and that script on a project optimized it and saved hundreds of man hours, which in terms of um, how this was saving hundreds of hours basically saved the company a lot of money. Okay, and that is a true, true team effort if you can save thousands of hours on output then that you've done a really good job to the architectural practice so computational design there's definitely you got more and more roles in parametric design i know i know someone that studied with me on part two and got a job at brydenwood and wood as a computational designer so that is another avenue to go down as well it's very niche You have to be really passionate about it. You have to be that guy who's got or lady who's been working the midnight oil and who wrote scripts and stuff. But it's equally rewarding. So, but what's this question? Right, let's go back to Francesco's question. Optimize multiple aspects of the design. Also in terms of how much information. Yeah. So basically, what you're saying is people who specialize in the process of architecture. Remember, you got architectural design, then building information management is a whole niche in itself. Computational design. You know, there's companies like AKT who do structural work with architecture, and they do all the they help realize all the amazing wibbly wobbly projects, um, which you would think is completely balmy. So stuff. Like like Heatherwick and, and Zaha did to help make them stand up. Sana, yes, graphic designer. Definitely look into that. Double-check, though, how much money is involved in all these jobs. If you're moving over from architecture to graphic design, <laughs> there's not much money in it. So you got to be really passionate about all the subjects you've got. Another really good um, topic from Sana. Another really good suggestion from Sana. Which one else am I missing, Jack, here? Yeah.
0: Well, there is a, um, Brian is coming up with a few
1: suggestions, but he see this one here as well. So this is um, a nice little recommendation talking about AI. So Nicholas Darby, I mean, yeah, if you're interested in this stuff, that might be a good thing before you kind of like knee bolt out of architecture. The first thing that I would always do is that if you're interested in BIM, for instance, and you work in architecture, well, why not uh, start making an effort with, the, uh, the, the BIM manager who is in the practice, why not try to moonlight underneath that person and learn from them? Okay. If you're interested in marketing and uh, in, in the architectural practice you're in, why not speak to the an architect and um, um, a marketeer? Okay. You must Speak to the head of marketing. Say that you're interested. And slowly, what you might find is that you do a little bit here, a little bit there, maybe a little bit in your own time, and suddenly your role moves towards it. If you're interested in journalism right now, OK, if you're interested in journalism, get involved with sound and scale project. She's writing content. Do it. Get out there. Reba posted it. You've got to do stuff. You've got to be out there and go for it. And you can do it in a way that you can do it where you're doing it lightly. You're doing little bits before you kind of hand your notice in and get your P46 and get walked out the door. OK, so when I was curious about the idea of going to recruitment, I researched it. Uh, Yeah, and what I would say is, if you are interested in maybe performing arts or setting up um, exhibitions, so I used to know someone in Manchester who used to do all the sound and lighting for nightclubs, and he was my tutor actually. And I did, I did all the shows. I did. Oh, did I show you, Jack? I've I've done the. If you Google, I think uh, Manchester Hospitality Second Stage. 2012, you will see me doing all the lighting on it. Oh man, I totally need to show share the screen for this kind of thing. Maybe I'm going to do it. Let's have a little experiment with that. How, how do you do it? Let's why you
0: Well, you're just doing that as well, Steve. I just want to highlight one of the questions as well, um and it's talking about you yeah. know freelancing. Um, this has come from the architectural experiment. And he's saying sometimes it feels like you know in order for someone to go into a practice or you know get go from being a freelancer getting work if they're starting as a freelancer is it essential for them to have been in a practice first to have gained experience you think you know you know for someone who's trying to be. in architecture say they're trying to freelance from the very beginning like they don't want to go and work
1: in in a practice they want to do i guess we got we got inception going on sorry jack i messed it up <laughs> You don't need it. You just feel it out. Oh, no. You can see my big screen. I've got distracted, Jack. Oh, no. I'm messing it up.
0: It's okay, mate. This is all very new to Stephen as well. For everyone watching, he's... uh...
1: Yeah, let me get it back. Hang on. Okay. All right. Hang on. I've got it. All right. I'm on the case. There you go. Right? So, hospitality... Manchester 2012 YouTube right I'm really proud of this um second festival oh you can just hear me click can't you
0: why don't you tell us a bit more about this what you're looking looking up for it as well YouTube, always, yeah. YouTube's.
1: youtubes oh, that's not the correct way is it so I just did the um so in Manchester so hospitality, do a second stage. Oh, I'm going to have to find it later, aren't I? <laughs> Look, I've got the Bri- Brianna Hotel. Britannia Hotel? I didn't do that at all. I didn't do that. <laughs> I've, I'm gone sure, complete, I've gone completely off. Of, uh, uh, festival. <laughs> I think it was like Love Festival. Has anyone been to Manchester? What's it called? I <laughs> it look like
0: it's
1: gonna... Yeah, I can't find them. Maybe we can get out for Definitely that in the next episode. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is me. I did all the lighting for this. Oh, there we go. Really? Yeah. Oh, there we go. So here we go. Yeah, I did all this light and I set up all this stuff here. It was a really cool experience. Really, really cool. So still like a very pop. visual sort of design orientation. Yeah, hospitality. Way. I did high contrast. High contrast. 2012. So oh I'm getting there at the end, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um yeah, high contrast Manchester. But what I'm trying to get with all this is that this here we go. Right. So here we go, Jack. You're gonna be really impressed with this now. Can you hear the sound as well if I turn it on? Can you hear that? Cannot, no. Okay, good, because it's terrible. (laughs) You see all this lighting, right? So I did this, I had to do that, and they were on stage. They were on live. And so I got this old cobbled kit that my my tutor gave me, and I had to make it all work live. And so I was thrown up there. You had all this hospitality kicking off. You had me in the background. I had to put the strobes on, had to design it, and then I had to get the, the screens in the background to do an effect with this. And I'd never been briefed on it, right? And the thing is, is like I got that from knowing my tutor at the time, and him he, he got me on board with it. So basically, from that, oh, there we go. It was something completely different. So I've done that. I mean, I'll show you a few of the practice. The century. Uh, uh, so when I was in architectural practice, I'm really proud that I worked in this. I don't really do architecture anymore, but I mean, I worked on that. I did that double mansard, right? It was really, really cool experience, and that informs that. So when I do act arch- um, recruitment now, I feel like I know what I'm talking about, okay? And so we were talking a little bit about um, Salma's project earlier, so scale to scale log. All right, so Sana, she's got her own little blog here. She's got her own little website. She's got this whole community as well. And she did this magazine, okay? I've got it in my living room. There you go. It's on Reba's website. Get in the magazine. Right with Sana, get in the magazine. So this is what I'm on about. So if you want to break into journalism you got to do stuff like this, because if you go into an interview, I guarantee you, if you did this or you were involved with this and then you went and then you researched. So architecture, marketing, companies. OK, I can think of one or two on the top of my head uh, in media. OK, Ing media, PR communications agency for architecture oops sorry guys bang i'm getting all excited on my little quest online it's quite cool though jack isn't it we're now officially youtubers and so what i'm on about is that these companies okay uh they write for projects they write what's happening they write about new adventures they they talk about the story they take the scheme and they they instill it into words all right, if you've done something like this when you're going into it, you go, I've done architecture, or I've involved with this, or you know, for instance, with the architecture, Nilda, I love her little architectural experiment. Uh, there we go. Oh, there you go. You got my little thing there as well. There we go. So, I did it. I did. There we go. We got this is Nilda's website, the architectural experiment, All right? Nice journalism. I read a really good one, which was like to the class of 2020, basically sympathizing with how whole for the year is, okay? This is the kind of stuff you need to take to the interview. This is the stuff you need to get out there if you're going to kind of move careers. So, and but then with Nilda, that's what we talked about is that, and then Sana actually works in architectural practices now. They all enrich each other, okay? You're writing is enriched by what you do in architecture, and your architecture enriches your writing, writing, and your experience in architecture informs your BIM. Okay, your experience in architecture and industry informs my recruitment. My recruitment then influences my views in architecture how I help people, and so it goes around and around and around. So, Brian. Has seen buildings. He's seen things work. And that's and all these things inform people about their design. So I'm going to turn off the website right now. Uh, that was quite fun, wasn't it? I got there in the end. So I was sweating mm-hmm. for a bit trying to find. It's like, I can't find that. Best of all. Ah! Okay, so that go- kind of stuff, though,
0: Stephen, it will, you know, when you are looking for other jobs that all these little um, things, even if you're doing it as like a side hobby, you know, all this journalism or historical writing, whatever it is, it's going to make you stand out. It is tough to put on your CV and your LinkedIn, as um, Simon just said as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to show, I think it's going to show your versatility, that you're not just a design person who can draw lines and, and you know, um, use, use the <laughs> software.
1: <laughs> I'm it's going to murder list. you. <laughs> an architect just, just lines. I did five years. Everyone of you looks so hard. Um, what it is, sometimes you have to be brave. And what Jack What Jack was trying to say eloquently <laughs> is um, sometimes the braver thing is to kind of realize that you want to do something else. And let me tell you, when I, when I moved away from architecture, some people thought I was insane. It's like, you just that long? You're going to be a recruiter? And now, you know, yeah, that was scary at the time. It's going to be scary moving to another job. It's going to be scary trying to transition over to something else. But if you're passionate about it, do it. Um, I definitely would encourage it. But also what I want to say to people is, um Architecture is a good career. And I, what I would encourage people to do is that I did work in industry for three years before I decided to do something else. Okay. Um, if you're kind of definitely fed up now and you don't want to work in an architectural practice, then okay. I just think it is worth persevering, it is worth going into an architectural practice so that you can get um, an opinion, you can make an informed decision. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's, almost it's like a Rocky like,
1: film, isn't it? You know, when you get like, about getting hit and get back up, and yeah, and, and it's like it's like if you came into recruitment, you worked in my team for a week, and like, oh, I, don't like it. I'm like, oh man, you didn't try, you didn't try. If you work yeah. a year or two, and uh, yes, yeah, like Chris's podcast, which I'm going uh, we're gonna hopefully get out near the end of the week, is he, he when he hires someone, he says, come work with me for a year and see what happens. Sometimes people go on to do different things. And that's fine. Definitely giving it a go. Okay. That's what I would encourage everyone to do here. If you want, let me rephrase. I think if you're thinking of exploring alternative careers or, uh, divergent careers within architecture, nothing wrong with that and so that that and i'm the person that has done that and there's living proof that you can make a healthy career from doing something different after architecture and the other example that came to my head uh jack is that rockstar gaming you know we've talked I, and... I was waiting for that name to be dropped in yeah yeah i forgot up. they that's do they about. actually hire architects to do 3d environments
0: Mm-hmm. and Makes the headquarters sense. in
1: Scotland <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so it's, it's quite interesting though isn't it but um, yeah it's like everything's pushing in that direction is now and you know what I'm like whenever we play any games where Rockstar Steven how you know visually detailed they are mm. it's no surprise that they have to have like almost like a visualizer or designer in, in, in a role for that when they need someone to be able to put these designs into place it's all becoming so massively digitalized well, now
1: yeah and also think about it with GTA I'm harping on about GTA right now but when you're designing the cities it's like the flow, it's like a good level, okay? And an architect, we've we've been you've been trained in design and you gotta think about it. It's like one of these things that with games like GTA or design or like a film or going into any of that that when they're really impressive is when you don't notice them. And I think that comes from someone that studies architecture. What I'm on about is the the truth is, it's a really good career to implement, uh, use. It's a really good career to have. I've learned so much about it. How I think about business comes from the way I do architecture, everything, okay? So it's really, really good. I'm just gonna do a few more shout outs because see what's happening. So Brian says, when I was architecture students shifted sideways into a design, specialized in indoor, air quality and then followed her partner Australia where she became an environmental consultant brilliant following life's uh, you know journeys traveling as well stuff like that you really enriches everything um, makes complete sense Brian you got another good one here Brian you really have got I think you're coming out on full force he's MV, the MVP of today's episode isn't it? MVP MVP yeah. of today's episode I, I want to uh, okay Everyone, the bell. I love the bell. But soon we're gonna have a soundboard. <laughs> Look at Jack's face.
0: No, I just I just I just saw um and one of the comments come off as well talking about Assassin's Creed and talking about, you know, city design as well, because Assassin's Creed is a very historical certain um kind of thing, so there would yeah, have teams. Have absolutely.
1: I remember when Paris, you know, the old uh, Notre Dame Cathedral or what have you, kind of oh, went burning. They had game there. designers and architects on board. Okay. Yep. Collaboration. And, and actually, Assassin's Creed, they did such a good job at modeling the city that Assassin's Creed developers gave the city of Paris the, the model, the 3D model to use yeah so it's this super super cool stuff all right i'm just having a little look more of these now um freelancing part ones okay find out i mean when you freelance in freelancing freelancing's good experience definitely worth doing i mean i uh, while I, when i was doing my part one i used to do little drawings and freelance for small conservatories and stuff and i got paypal per hour be business savvy though if you're going to do work ask for how much money okay if you're going to be doing drawings you should be paid something in some shape or form or you should have some experience uh unless it's a listed charity or something like that where um such as oh what's the charity i'm always involved in jack because my mind i benevolent. mean you've got architectural benevolent society and then you've got article 25 they're good salary they're good um, practices that's um I like get everything in life. Just make sure that if you spend time on it, you should be paid in some shape or form. You really should. So nothing wrong with freelancing. Find out per hour and do a bit of research online. Ask in the architectural social. Is this a good rate? Ask people, right? You can ask me. I can try to comment. Um obviously involves a lot of context and everything else going on. So what um Oh, we go. I enjoyed this message from Brian, who says, "Thanks for doing this. He's walking his granddaughter home." Well, thank you, Ryan, and do concentrate and um, do show up to the next one. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. On that, um, oh, Madge, you asked Brian a question about what qualifications look like, as lighting designer. There's one or two lighting designers on the architectural social. There's actually one individual, I believe, who posted this CV. Then for the group so you can have a little look i think there might be specific qualities for lighting design or you might go it you can go into it i definitely know you can get a master's in lighting design um yeah so okay architectural experiment collaborating is very important uh Exactly. There you have written the team. So architectural experiment, meet meet with scale, and this all the thing is. I think the more and more you're out there in the community, the more and more you're making, the better. Remember to use all this stuff for the next step. You know, it, what I want everyone to do is to go forward and keep looking for architectural jobs. And then if you kind of feel like you've done it for a while, you worked in architectural practice. Then look for other stuff. But remember, if you're going forward, you're gaining experience. The worst thing you can do right now is to make excuses to yourself. You're laying yourself down. Okay. Um, You don't want to – I was being a bit dramatic there, Jack. Sorry. (laughs) What I'm on about is don't, in your head, go back and forth about should I, shouldn't I. Go to it. Do Get experience, do a little bit of freelance, work in an architectural practice, write an article, put yourself out there. What I'm going to do over this week, probably a good time to announce this. Jack, can you do me a drum roll or something? Let's have a bit of fun. News, new update. Okay, so I'm going to do a content creator group on the architectural social. So it's going to be a private group within the group for people who want to push ideas on the platform or want to push their ideas and I can help champion. You want to write journal, do it. I'll help you do it. Let's see it fail. Let's see it grow. If you want to post some content, fantastic. If you want to do events, great if you want to write a blog about buildings do it i'm gonna do a little group in the architectural uh, social called content creators and influencers and anyone that is a mover a shaker or anyone that wants to do some stuff and join me making a ripple then let's get involved and do it if you want to write out a newsletter i will help you publish the, the goddamn thing we will do it it's not going to be as good as sarnas and scale and i'm not really trying to look at that but if you want to do something like that then fine uh i just think it'd be really good for people who ideas okay i'm on about you want to do a bim course let's get that going let's get out there you want to do a book club like Tony on the Arctic architectural social Great, I'll help you build the book club. Okay, I'm going to be the worst person reading it. I'll probably get the page free. I'll scan the page free time because I can't read anything else, but I'll help you build the book club. And so if anyone wants to do any ideas, we will get the content creators. And maybe as well, When I let me rephrase, okay? You don't need to do architectural social branding content. This is about using the architectural social to do your thing okay that's what i'm on about we're gonna move shake we think of the architectural social as we're kind of like a tribe a community uh we've got scale we've got scale on board we've got the architectural experiment everyone else on board let's get going let's get going forward and so as kind of like uh like a a little bit of um a family feel we'll push forward content creators what do you think jack good idea I like think I, that sounds like a splendid idea. To be splendid! Oh, oh, that's very quite quintessentially English, isn't it? That because
0: was like you said, say old chap, I like I like the content, but it all goes back to the idea of you know engaging with each other and collaboration, networking although right now you know we talked about do you remember a few weeks ago we spoke about the whole gym analogy with the whole sending CVs out and how what you're working to do oh you loved that didn't you because you I are do. that man you're good <laughs> at it no
1: you're really good right. at it
0: you're it good is the true though isn't it although I know I know even like networking with people now or collaborating it might not have so much immediate um, sort of results will it but in the future you know yes we are going through a recession right now and there's all COVID well and it's all down but if we are on a down there has to be an up that follows and when we are in that up period all the work and networking and collaboration you've done now is going to have a really positive effect because you're going to know a lot more people. You're going to know a lot more of what's going on in the market. You're going to be a lot more tooled up when it comes to doing interviews, who's hiring, where do I want to work, what's popular at the minute, what software is in, where can I go? This will come from the groundwork that you're putting in here. So if you look at you know like scale, if you look at the architectural experiment, these are you know perfect sort of platforms that highlight the importance of uh, you know collaborating with each other and the benefit it can have.
1: Well said. I agree, Salah, I agree with you. Let's say the round of applause for Jack then. <laughs> no, it's true because what you're on about, networking and being out there, a it informs your perspective. You might collaborate on something and go, I love that. I'm gonna write journalism. Right? Exactly. Oh and also you make friends and connections and connections open opportunities. And so a part of what we're on about, we, we've listed a, row, uh, a lot of topics and how to go into it. But guess what, right? It's going on this uh, construction site, going into an architectural practice, me doing the social and meeting SANA, meeting everyone, me and you working together, which has got us all to this point. And if I suddenly stop speaking to people, if I suddenly stop networking, if we suddenly stop challenging our own ideas and stop going forward, then I might miss out the other opportunities. And so that's what I really, really feel is that like the, that's why I don't regret anything I've done. And that's why sometimes it's like my partner just says, my brain never turns off and it's kind of, True and sometimes it can be annoying when I'm in Fort Park and I'm thinking about what I'm gonna to add to the architectural or social and it's like <laughs> get a life, come on, come on, <laughs> get a life, right? Uh, so but <laughs> Okay, you've got to calm down in Fort Park. What I'm on about though is uh, if I, if you, st- it's really healthy for me to put these ideas into a vehicle and I feel alive when projects and, and when things don't work out as well, I've learned from them. I have experience and it's that experience which pushes me forwards, right? It's people that I've met right now. I can, I had an idea. I called Sana up. We had a nice little chat. I have an idea. I ring you up, Jack. And sometimes you're like, Steve, go away. And I'm like, but I've got one idea. No, but we, we joke and have a giggle, and and it's networking. Networking will get you opportunities. And if you're looking for alternative careers in architecture, stay, keep building, keep producing content, keep networking, and take opportunities. Write that journal. If you're studying architecture and you're interested in 3D game engines. Build a 3D gaming model. That then goes into your portfolio. And then you go and speak to Rockstar, Jack. You say, I built this in, okay, it's you know part of my university work. I'm really interested in 3D game engines. They're gonna be like, wow, this guy's clued on. And so what I, the reason I did the festival, now I didn't I'm proud of what I did, but imagine I wanted to go down in that uh, festival route. The fact is. We were joking about it and it took me a minute or two to get it up on YouTube because I'm getting old. But I managed to show you something I'd done, which if you were doing that, then we could have a conversation about it, isn't it? Because I went out of my way to do that and I got paid nothing, next to nothing. I was in a muddy field freezing, but I just wanted to do it. OK, and so that's the thing. You've got to keep pushing the work in architecture. You've got to you've got to do one or two nights you're not comfortable with. And then you learn and you go, well, I've done that now. I'm not going to do it again. Or you might do another project and you might. And remember, you can sometimes go away from architecture and then go back to it is isn't like a bad breakup where you can't speak to that person again. You can flirt around with these things. i got a friend that always says I'll do my part free and I will be an architect. He always jokes every time he sees him, he's like, yes, you will. You will be back. And I'm always like, you are delusional because I enjoy what I do. But look at what I do with the social now. I get my design kicks out of it and that comes from architecture. So the moral of the story is I would not be here if it wasn't for our architecture. Let's get that straight, okay? My architecture career helps my recruitment, so it's not a waste of time. And the projects I was in, while some of them were fun and some of them were frustrating at the time, like life, it helps my opinion now, okay? And I made the decision to move, but I made an informed decision, I researched it, and I didn't do a crazy moment. I I looked while I was working in architecture. And that's the way I would do it. So you've had some really nice ideas here. Sorry, guys, I tricked you a little bit by almost being like, yeah, I'll list a few things. But what I wanted to do was catch you here and go, aha, I want you to think about what you're doing. And ah, I want you to challenge yourself and think about an architect. It builds buildings, literally. But I like to think of an architect like the Matrix. Remember in that scene when they were like, the Arctic's in the room and he's like, I built this life and I... Da-da-da-da. Oh,
0: is that the guy with the pen, the, the, the guy at the end? Who's yeah, the maybe. Right? You the know, with all them screens on. and it's Yeah, just like... he designed... He says, I'm the
1: designer of the meter <laughs> Yeah, well, he was. And so, mm-hmm. and so what I mean is he's an architect and in terms of I design the Arctic, so shall I enjoy it. But then... It's like a real-life project. It completely changes. something's works, something doesn't, based upon the people in it, and it's fun, and sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes I drive people insane by talking about it all the time. Like, Jack, I don't talk about it that much, do I? <laughs> Not too yeah. much. All right, but okay point is i get excited about it built upon architecture so guys have a little think about it now i think we're going to leave it there on the hour mark quite soon so okay francesco says if anyone's interested in 3d modeling or ACO gaming sketchfab's amazing free platform wow that is a good shout out there on the screen, paused on the YouTubes. Fans, thank you, Francesco. And they uh, have an it, engagement. There you go. Opening. Yeah, open I love that. I'm, indoors, people, I'm so. loving this formula. Well, look, if anyone's enjoyed it, anyone's got any suggestions for next week, let's do it. I'm. We're going to start. I did a little. I did a survey the other week, and this the survey says. <laughs> survey said that we have enough events as it is. People enjoy these, but I think so. Interactive salary serving. So I, I'm working on that as we speak. So we will have that in some shape or form. And we will improve the formula because I did an interactive ser- salary years ago. What I'm trying to do is just crack how we can do the live data of salaries. So we, you know, people submitting salaries. Without giving away their details, like their name or companies, so I got to be really careful about that. But we will get a live salary. Then, Jack, the next one in the survey said we want more podcasts. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to, Jack, uh, announcement for you. I mean, you know you could do it anyways, but uh, you won't be able to back out now because I'm telling you live. We're going to do the live architecture show, uh, the architecture social show every week. And I think what we're going to talk about is news. Updates, thoughts, bells, <phone rings> horns.
0: We're going to be talking about what's hot and what's not.
1: Yeah, hot's oh, not. Well, oh, I can't speak anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and jobs, trends, COVID news.
0: Very much of contemporary of what's going on, sort of, you know.
1: Yeah, or right. maybe we'll do a little quiz. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get Will to do one of his dad jokes, put everyone on Oh, can you imagine
0: We don't want to lose
1: ratings. We will lose ratings. Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna do that, and yeah, uh, big stuff for the future, isn't it? We're gonna do all that, but I want to see everyone after this. If you were thinking of moving about careers, talk about it. Underneath this event, make a little note, make a comment. There's people who on the on the architectural social who are journalists. There's a few directors and employers on there now. Two people signed up today, Jack. Can't say the names of the companies, but one of them's an HR 100 company and a director joined. So, so you're we, saying there's some, uh, there's some big odds. I'm just saying it's a yeah. good time to update your CV and put it on, guys, if I was you. So we're getting there. We're sort of, The vision's actually happening. But all ideas, all input comes from conversation. It comes from you. So if you want to um, generate content, You were thinking about being a journalist in the future. Get in contact with people who were involved in it. Like the Architectural Experiment. Like Scale. There's a group called Scale on the platform. And you have all the details how to contact SANA. Join the group. Do anything. But just get involved. Be out there. And just tap each other up and get us some ideas. So on that note, I think we we sign out. And, yeah, we're going to get a little soundboard. We're going to get a little jingle Jack, what's going to be our jingo? Do you want to do a little jingle noise?
0: I don't know
1: the Super Mario one. my head. That's <laughs> Mario! You can't use that copyright. Nintendo are going to get us. You've got a guitar behind you. You can write You can write us one for the oh, live show, no, can't you? i got to update the strings. You're going to rumble me live. I haven't played for ages. <laughs> I think we'll come up. We'll uh, put our heads together with me and we we'll, uh, Okay, we're going to do a Jingle. We're going to do a jingo. Okay, guys, I'm signing out. Jack, good, thank, good you. Episode this week. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Sana, Francesco, The Arctic experiments, Nilda, Karak, Brian, and Brian's grandkids. Um, and Madge. Thank you, everyone, in the live chat. See you soon. Take Enjoy care. Enjoy your week, guys. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.